Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, this is I'm Right, and he's Rob. And uh, we start the show every time with uh, apologies and uh, uh, grievances from the three or four fans who listen uh, in acts of contrition. And we actually have one. Apparently, uh, I I didn't... Uh, I, I The episode is called uh, Assignment Earth, and, and I think I said it as... The next generation, but it was actually the original series. I meant the original series. I think if you listen to the context, I obviously meant the original uh, series, but I must have said next generation in the last episode. I, I'll be honest, I can't. I can't actually listen to these things, so I, I don't know if I, I did or not. To listen to. I'm, yeah. I'm one of the six people that do. I think. Oh, oh, well, I guess it's kind of like time travel, which is what our yeah. last show was about. So if I go back and listen, I'll be remembering what it was like a few weeks ago when when I was in California and not here in a hotel room with you, which <laughs> feels super weird. It does feel weird. It's it's. Um... Let me ask you a question. If I would have rented a car, would we be at your house where it would feel slightly less weird? We'd be in the nerd cave. Yeah. And that's never weird. Okay. Yeah, no, is. that's fine. We would just be super distracted as we would be playing uh, Super Smash Brothers super Smash while Brothers. we were doing this, and that would be uh, not good. Uh, so, uh, Rob, uh, uh, we need to introduce the show, okay. right? And we do that by me first. I say, uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. My name is Monty Ike. And then I say something to the effect of, "He's the uh, he's the the Scotty to my Chewbacca. He's the uh, he's the Han Solo to my Captain Kirk. He's the uh, Lobot to your Tribble. Yes, the Lobot to my Tribble. That is so much less racist than saying the Jordy to my Lando. Good job. <laughs> he's my best friend, Rob Bloom. Uh, Rob, welcome to the show. Welcome to Omaha." Thanks. I used to be from here, and then I forgot that uh, late September in Omaha is hot, and I feel like I didn't pack any shorts, and it's a bad move. At least you didn't have jean shorts. I don't. Yes, I didn't. I did not wear jorts. I didn't wear jorts. Literally, as I was coming to meet you, and it was ninety degrees outside with like what ninety-seven percent humidity. Right before I left, I thought to myself, I should grab my hoodie, and then I was like, I'm in Nebraska. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> It's, it's different. It's different. Uh, I'm glad I'm here because I can acclimate myself again to the weather so that I don't become uh, like the rest of the people I live with. So that's good. Uh, hardier Midwestern stock. 
This is not what this episode is about. No. <laughs> it is not. Although maybe we should do a Bay Area versus uh, Nebraska episode. That'll be fun to defend. Uh, no, what are we talking about, Rob? We are talking about two of the biggest franchises in... I don't want to say sci-fi anymore because we had that argument. Uh, right. But definitely in pop culture. Right. We are talking about the Rocky franchise versus the Rambo franchise. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's next week. Uh, no, it's, uh, although we should. New rock, uh, there's a new Rambo movie coming out. Know, we really maybe should heard, visit that. I've I don't heard know. The jingoistic uh, reviews are awful, and yeah, really, yeah, I've heard it's it's gotten very poor reviews, which makes me not surprised but disappointed. Yeah, yes, okay. did I know it was going to happen? Sure, but I kind of wanted it to go out on a really cool bang. And yeah, I've heard it is not. Okay, all right, all right, well. I don't understand how you make a Rocky mo- or a Rambo movie after making The Expendables, right? Like, isn't it kind of done now? But you've already Ra- Rambo was the seed that made what became The Expendables. I mean, yeah, really, I guess. Rambo. I know, but what I'm saying the... is, when you go yeah. into like this almost self-parody, why do you go why... back to source? Yeah, this is not what we're talking about. No, again, we will get there. We are talking about Star Wars, Star Wars versus Star, Star Trek. And what is I think the better the better universe the better overarching the overall franchise I believe would be what I would argue. Okay, we're, we're, you know, as a whole, the TV shows, the movies, the cast, but the our, but I guess storyline. So, so that we're on the base the storyline. So you're talking which universe is better? We can go like who has the because if franchise fans, wise we don't toys whatever you want. But I, I think as a oh. whole, let's just say which okay. universe is better. All right, I was gonna say toys point Star Wars. Yeah, I'm gonna Star see Wars, that Star right Wars away. Toys is what I have a Picard with a fucking rapier. It's the stupidest toy <laughs> in the world. So it's that's stiff, it's too. dumb as well. Just it's just British acting. Yeah. <laughs> RC four lights. Um and, and uh, then fell off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, I love that episode. Yeah. Um, uh, but but we we're not we're not Let's talking about uh, extras, Ricky Gervais. Uh, we're not we're not we're not talking about that. All right, so uh, you are you you are ta- you are talking about um, <laughs> you are talking uh, Star Wars, yes, right? I'm, I'm talking Star Trek. Even though my well, let's, okay, let's first of all my say, my was, my called out you got it wrong was a, specifically about Star Trek. But it you've feels been like a lifelong a, Star Trek fan as long true. as I've known you. But we've but everybody grows up with Star Wars at least from our era. So it's like we both have pretty good knowledge of both. Right. Um, I would say I lean more towards Star Wars. I don't know if you you I would never say you don't lean towards Star Wars, but you're obviously more of a Star Trek fan. I, you've I got do. CBS's app. I do for have one CB- show. I do have CBS's app for one show. It's not running, and I'm paying five dollars a month for so, it. Thank I mean, you. I mean, yes. that alone you are correct. Me. I must be a Star Trek fan. That's that's true. Uh, yeah. No, I also like it when girls cosplay as uh, the original series yeah, Star I take Trek. Pictures of them just yes. for you. Thank you for that. Hats mm-hmm. off for my kink. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm I, I like Star Trek. I like Star Trek a lot. I like Star Trek's vision of the future. I'm glad you brought up. We've already argued Star Wars is not star uh, is is fantasy, fantasy not science. not science. So that's good. We got that out of the way. Uh, but I like here's what I like about Star Trek. It's an optimistic future, but as it's gone on, specifically when it took a left turn with Deep Space Nine, which is my favorite Trek, um, 
it, it didn't show it as a Pollyanna universe. It's not an idea. It's not like so idealistic that it's um, it's completely uh, devoid of any shades of gray. It's not devoid well, of the gritty and the, the dirty. Original series wasn't. Well, the, you know, it here's was the, more sunshiny than you would say the things are. Right, now, the next but, generation really got antiseptic almost, where everything was clean, everything was orderly. Like, we still had political. I think of the environmental episode where you know, using the the hyperdrive, warp drive, warp drive, warp drive over, yeah, over four was tearing the, apart the fabric of the universe. Yeah, nice, so, I mean, like, nice you know, call, they, nice call. They, they did do, yeah. I mean, and you go back to the 60s series where the uh, again I don't remember episode names or yeah. character names but they have black half white yes character. absolutely you know uh, they, they touch some political things well he's black on the left side and I'm I'm white on the left side clearly he's inferior yeah I like those old uh, the, the original series TOS episodes that really just slapped you in the face with their morality like you know just like just psh 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 like a ba- like the end of a Bank Brothers video. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, that's what, that's what you were making. <laughs> Boop. Um, yeah, I, I, but I like that. I like that. I like that. But I liked what it is, is it's like the Federation, especially as the shows have more and more gone, right? So they realize with that left turn with Deep Space Nine, everyone loves the Federation they love humanity uh, being, you know, more altruistic, and the idea that we're not, you know, that we're we're fighting against our urges, and so I mean, even the next generation opens with Q judging humanity for its its warlike ways and its aggressiveness, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole right there, they put a thesis statement in, in Next Generation: we are going to be a show that shows in a more evolved human race. Where we are not that way anymore. Well, let, let me okay. Let me backtrack this a little first because yeah. I and I, I love it. You're you're on a good you're on a good mm-hmm. point, but I think okay. First of all, like there wouldn't be a Star Wars without a Star Trek. True, but Star Trek wouldn't, wouldn't be wouldn't be around if, if there wasn't for Star, Star Wars. Wars. So it's, Star it's, Wars' success in 1977 is the reason Star why Trek Star Trek getting back on. Yeah, absolutely. To, so it's it's funny how they both kind of. They're very much And then you look in the mind, like, well, what director did both Star Wars and Star Trek movies? I mean, in yeah, you have J.J. Abrams doing both. J.J. Well, Abrams owns all of our childhood. Yeah. You just don't know it yet, yes. You, mm-hmm. you know he wrote a script for Superman? Shut the fuck. Okay. See what I mean? And it looked good. <laughs> so I, I would... I've seen I've seen Nick Cage in it. I've seen it. No, that, that's... I know, I'm just different. teasing. <laughs> anyway, uh, I digress yet again. So, um, Rocky... No, okay. Star so, Wars. They, 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 they almost go hand in hand in a pop cultural way, and and the fact that they are meant to be headbutted up against each other and compared is, I think, just part of the fabric of the way they were they are are made. But I think the point you kind of started with was saying that I think Star Trek is more optimistic is true but i also feel like star trek is more a, a reality of what we could be and should be right where i think star wars is we're going to start off with adventure being our primary goal and then we'll put in some story some, points some along morality the way. and all that other stuff yeah. yeah i think i think adventure I think, is the, the i think star trek is is aspirational in its overall 
guiding idea is this is what we can aspire to. Um, here's the thing I think too, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw this one out really early. To me, this is what I look like. If you say, "Oh yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan," that to me right now in 2009 is like saying I'm a Marvel fan. I am a fan of a popular team on television. <clears throat> That's what it I'd is. I agree with that. Star Trek that. still has this weird niche of you're a Star you're Trek. You're a little nerdier. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a little, little, like, yeah. You're a little more closeted. Again, it's the, the hierarchy the of, uh, of, of, of geeks, right? Ner- like, every single male born between 1965 and 1980 has a connection to Star, connection to Star Wars. Wars. Uh, Star Trek, you still have to kind of fish, fish for it. It's not a, it's not a go-to. It's not No, I'm, it's I'm, not a guarantee. It's... Right. And let's let's be honest. Cosplay as it is right now starts and it starts with Star Trek fans making yeah totally dressing up in uniforms for their conventions. Absolutely, because there's a whole subset of the Star Trek fandom before those like in the seventies and everything like that when the Trekkies were. I would really... agree that Star Trek fans probably started the convention and cosplay circuit, but I wouldn't. It's so diverse. I don't know. You know, I'm no. I'm just saying. Hey, here's a fandom that liked dressing up together. So as okay, their I, okay. I understand your your angle. So this is yeah. Sure. Be, before LARPing and before anything else, that, and yeah, yeah. I, okay. you, there were kids who dressed up like Spider Man and Superman, but there weren't full fledged adults. Were conventions where conventions where everyone was dressed no, like a superhero. And the best yeah. part about it is, is with Star Trek uh, cosplay, is most people aren't dressed as a character. They're dressed as themselves, themselves in and that, in that universe. Yes, yeah. you're right. You are right. My character is this. This is my character, and I have written several different stories about And I can about even tell you character. my backstory of how I got my stripes. And yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there is a and, level. And the, you know what it the is? The movie Trekkies is yeah. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Laughable and yet inspiring in the same breath. What I love about Star Trek Two is it, it allows for that sort of different level. Like, I am not the kind of Star Trek fan who um, has memorized a whole bunch of different things and has, you know, all these dates or whatever or knows the chrono- chronology or anything like that. I'm not that kind of guy. But it to me, it's like if you're a baseball fan, right? Sure. You don't keep book while you're watching a baseball game, right? I do not. I'm you a baseball not. fan. I don't keep book, no. Right. But I do know those people. But you, yeah, right. But that's just the different level, right? Sure. And I know there's... There's obviously different levels of Star Wars fans too, but I'm just saying it's that kind of nerdiness, that in that in sort of uh, uh, that that sort of inlaid scientific structure or whatever that goes with. Uh, have you ever watched? Uh, speaking of documentaries, the how Star Trek influenced the world or whatever. Shatner, Shatner hosted it. It's all these scientists it. that like saw things on Star Trek and said. I can do that. Or I, I want to study wanna this. That. I want to yeah. see how this works and stuff yeah. like that. And I always think that that's weird. And go back to our very first episode. I kind of talked about how um, these voice assistants that you see, Google and Amazon and Surrey, yeah. right? That all the impetus is this idea of Star Trek and the magic voice and this this helpful computer assistant that's never going to go weird and try to kill you unless you need that for an episode. Um, but you know that idea, and I, I can tell you very, very much, especially the holodeck alone. Yeah, is yeah, is something that everyone wants. But I can tell you, especially that Jeff Bezos is a Star Trek fan, and 
a lot of his early stuff on Alexa was, I want the ship's computer. That's what I want. Really? That's yeah. interesting. So, okay, so there well, go. So there. Right now we're talking too much Star Trek. And I yeah, you want to get some Star Wars. Okay, so, again, I think... You're pro wars. Let's just say that again. Yeah, I'm pro wars. You're pro wars. I'm, I'm not anti Star Trek, I'm, and I don't I'm think pro, you're anti Star Wars. I'm pro Trek. I'm just out there exploring the universe, <laughs> but you're actively starting and fighting wars. Okay, yes. just want to make sure that the we Star got... Wars Trek or the Star Trek Wars. Um, I would. That's my favorite episode of a future end with, <laughs> yeah. with uh, the cast from the original Star Trek. Yes, I love that episode. Okay, so with Star Wars, I we know that. George Lucas started Star Wars because he was a fan of serialized things like Flash Gordon. Right. And wanted, you know, literally from the scroll of yeah. the, the plot and the hang the, the cliffhangers. The starting and, in episode four and not even Yeah, it's yeah, it's all, all it. from serialized sci-fi yeah. Flash Gordon type adventure stories. And I think that is what immediately connected to people and what the original trilogy does best and i think the new trilogy is kind of grabbing onto it is it's a dirty futuristic you know blue collar world yeah and i give i give you that i love how the millennium falcon is rusty yes it is one of the most aesthetically pleasing things in the world it is a hunk of junk flying around yet it is the coolest thing in the world yeah and it's I think it, in many ways, is the opposite of Star Trek. And, yeah, no. And it's, it's where governments have fallen apart, and there is nothing but anarchy and chaos, and it's the Old West in space in its own way. And Which is funny, considering that Star Trek was supposed to be wagon train in space. It's, it, yeah. But they, they feel, at least in comparison to Star Wars, it does feel more governmental. And well, it's the hierarchy of a, a military suit. Military suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I, maybe that wasn't intentional, but it, it, it more is. so when you look at Next Generation. I yeah. see that as it feels like we're watching a naval show. Right. I will. Yes, I will give you that. I always thought that was very funny, the idea of, oh, this is Wagon Train in space. I think actually Next Generation gets a little bit of that when they try to tell you that there's families, there's thousands of people on sure, the ship. Sure, And that makes you think that maybe these are people on there, right? You know, but you never, of course, see them, and very rarely yeah, do they rare, matter. Yeah, rare. Um, so, and but, they yeah. have things like shore leave and that. And right. It's, it's but yet you, you have field. with, with, with uh, it's rebels, it's pirates, it's, yes. yeah, it's um, very it's much. It's swords and sorcery in its own way. Yeah. It's... Um, and I think that's you have the story of Luke Skywalker, which is the farm boy, the the classic hero's journey, yeah. And you see him climb up and take on, and then you learn that the biggest bad guy is his father, and it's it's got a built-in intrigue that it's funny to think that didn't really establish until the second movie, but the whole universe is built off of the fact that this kid is. The son of this, yeah, I think uh, I think that the, you, these are all absolutely great points, and I I I, I again, but the, this this goes back to that idea of fantasy, where you, the the thing about Star Trek is it starts off and you got In this reality. captain, and this captain is a captain for some reason, so he must be something, right? But there is no hero's journey with Kirk. There's no hero's journey no. with Picard. 
they but start is out they a start hero. Off as TV shows, though, because they're right. the The biggest challenge that Captain Kirk ever faced was getting okay with being old. Right? Yeah. I mean, look at the look at the arc of the movies of Star Trek, and almost half of them deal with age, which well, is hilarious. Okay, I'm, thanks, I'm, Bill. Bill, that one's for you, buddy. Okay, let's let's. It's hard to do with Star Trek, but let's pretend that the movies and TV shows don't exist, and all you have is a J.J. Abram, which is more of a self-contained story. Okay, think, like, all right. Just, just yeah. for this argument, I'm about to make. Then there is a hero's journey there. That's, and that's yeah. Is that better that you have this self-contained story that has like a beginning, middle, and you know, I'm, obviously they don't want to end it because they would like to make more movies. I don't know if we're going to see more, but I'm I sure know. they would like to make more. Yeah, I'd want to make um, more money if there's there. Um, versus, because I mean, that's that, and he he literally said when he made those movies, I wanted a more Star Wars feel. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I look back at the original series and Kirk uh, as being just super fun. That cockiness. What I liked about Kirk was here's a guy who's in charge of something, but he was definitely very much an American. He was definitely shooting from the hip, sure, ready to bend the rules. Cowboy. Yeah, he was definitely a cowboy naval officer, right? Very much John Wayne in one of John Wayne's war movies. That's the kind of stuff that I felt with Kirk. Um, and Picard, I didn't get that. And I think that was because when, when Next Generation came out, they figured Riker was going to be the cowboy, and then they were going to make this more intellectual captain, and then it turned out that Patrick Stewart is just as hot as anyone else, so you might as and well. his charisma just happened to be different, but still as appealing. Right. However, just so that we're all clear, Kirk over Picard every, any day of the week. But then Cisco rolls in, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, love me some hawk. Um, Spencer for hire. Anyway, Rocky. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, I think they're, I think they're very different. Now, if you want to talk about things like toys, obviously, I see that. Star Wars had so many Actually, things. Actually, I want to talk about extended universe that oh, are yeah. still books. Can't, still can't. No, no, no. I want to still canon. For you know, I don't okay. want to. I don't want to go the stuff that got X'd out after Disney bought. I want to stick okay. with the canon. So you still have some extended universe with some comics, mm-hmm. some TV shows like Rebels is excellent. Rebels and yeah. and Clone Wars is excellent. Um, yeah, I think giving Anakin, I think the Anakin in the television show, and the Obi Wan in the television oh, show, so much better. Are 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 the, the the characters I would have loved. To, have seen on screen. I, it would have been great to see an Anakin who could act. Yes. Yeah, Ooh. and Ahsoka Anakin. is the greatest creation that isn't on the films. Yeah. I mean, Ahsoka is a brilliant creation, and I keep hoping that in like the Mandalorian or somewhere, I don't I have yeah. a sneaking suspicion that when I get to the end of Rebels, she might die, but I don't want to spoil it for her. I don't know right. if she does at this point, so I'm yeah. not spoiling it for anybody. But she well, what's really great her. about Ahsoka, too, is she is exactly the kind of place. She has already discovered in her journey the stuff that you're now seeing echoes in the latest trilogy. Exactly. With, oh, yeah, exactly. With uh, Kylo Ren and all that. This idea of the... Um, and this is a great segue to one of the things that I dislike about Star Wars, okay. which is there is light and there is dark, There's and no middle. and it's really hard. Like right now, they're trying to find a middle, but are we are we really going to convince everybody that the middle is where it's at? That's can weird. I, can I tell you what I think the Rise of Skywalker means? And I don't. I'm not. I've not read fan theories. I actually avoid yeah. them. 
Okay. You, you I, think it's going to be uh, Rilo, uh, Kylo Ren? Coming no, in? I think Skywalker is going to be the next term in place of Jedi. Is a Skywalker. Is a Skywalker. It's Ooh. not a lineage. Yeah. It's what the Jedi name Become. evolves into. And I, I think see. that the next generation of Jedi are going to be called Skywalkers. Rob, I like it. I, honestly, I'm really like, excited I, about this. I, th- I think it's like because they said this is the end of the Skywalker storyline. So, yeah. Well, yeah. how I, do you I, have I, a rise I mean, of Skywalker and the end of Skywalker at the same time? Yeah, and I think it, Rise of Skywalker is what it's just a theory that I have. I've, and I, I avoid look, reading spoilers. Look, but I think that Rob, Skywalker is what the next Jedi. Rob, I like this idea a lot. We have never been right. We have never accurately chosen what was going to happen. So I love this. I've been writing comics. I've not been writing movies. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're you right are about. literally never been right. I'm gonna ca- I'm calling my shot here now, and no, I'm not basing it. it on anything I've read. I, no, I love this. I hate reading spoilers. I don't. Yeah. Want to sp- but my theory is that that's, the next generation of Jedi is called Skywalker. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I, that's that's my thing is is because Star Trek is more grounded in reality there's a bunch of different grays and that's also why I love Deep Space Nine is because all the times that you have a good man who believes in the ideals of his it's more relatable is what it really boils down to yeah like Cisco believes in the Federation and the ideals of the Federation but during the show oftentimes he doesn't he, like what they're doing. He, well, or he cuts corners to save them. He does things that are gray, that are morally mm-hmm. ambiguous, in order pr- to protect. He does uh, he, <laughs> the needs of the many instead of the needs of the one, basically, is what he, he ends up doing. He sacrifices some of his own soul at times in order to So, to of, of all the, the shows, Deep Space Nine is your favorite. What And I know... Uh, Next, Con, uh, yeah, Con is your favorite movie. Con is absolutely my favorite movie. Pardon yeah. me, Um That more partially is sentimental, but is there like not including Con for sentimental or for or, right, right? What, What's my other favorite? What movie? What is your favorite movie? Because I is it one of the Next Generation movies? Is oh, it one of the later? Um, well, I really like First Contact. Star Trek First Contact is beautiful, in my opinion. That's the one where Kirk dies. Uh, no, it's the one where the Borg. Follow. Okay. Yes. The okay. board go back in time to wipe out the uh, yes. the Federation by stopping. That is a, that is a cool one. It's a very good one. It has Picard dealing with his own uh, demons as well as dealing with the Borg. That one's got some very it really cool makes stuff the Borg super bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I like that one. Um, I also like um, uh, Undiscovered Country. I, mean, that's I, I think my, Undiscovered I think that's Country my is very favorite because I think that was yeah. when I was finally at an age where I understood the political side. Yeah. And I was still... I remember being... A, I wasn't on to that one on opening night. Yeah. I don't know I why Foreman's dad was the president. Foreman's dad was the president. Of the Federation. <laughs> Red. Red. Red Foreman is like, and here we are with the Klingon Empire, dumbasses. Uh, it was great. Loved it. So anyway, Rambo. Um, no, What's I, your favorite Star Wars movie? Is it Empire? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. It, it, I really liked Rogue One, though, a lot. But, yeah, Empire still just... It might look, be Last Jedi for me still. Wow. I, there's something that resonated about Last Jedi because it's so different. Yeah. I do... That moment when she goes into the ship 
and then they show that just beautiful cinematic imagery of the debris field oh, coming yeah. through. Oh yeah, the noise and the sound and the oh, where the theaters even tell you, God, there's nothing wrong with the movie. This, this is part of the movie. movie. Yeah, I that was so beautiful. Uh, my favorite part is when her and Kylo are back to back fighting the red. Oh God, yes, guards. the Praetorian guards. That, yeah. that is one of the coolest fight scenes ever in and yeah. and kind of brutal in Star Wars aspects where they're you yeah. know she's. Turning on lightsabers to a face and cutting people in half. And yeah, but you know it's it's brutal because it needs to be. She's gonna get killed if she doesn't. Sure, so. but we've never seen it. Really. Yeah, no. That was the first time we really. I agree. With you. I like. You know what? I I like Solo a lot, and I think it's one of the more underrated Star Wars movies. I do too. I do too. I think it's better I like, than all the prequels. I think that one of the biggest things that people don't realize is at the end of Solo. Uh, that isn't him giving that stuff over to the rebels because he believes in the rebel cause. He's giving those people that shit is because the love of his life just betrayed him and went off. And what else is he going to do? And what else is he going to do? He just doesn't give a shit. I, the only thing I don't like is they wrapped up everything Han Solo in a nice bow. And I would have liked that stretched over too. Yeah, I, it would have been really nice to have a lot of fucking I wanted threads more, there. And I don't know if that was what they were given or whatever, but I would have liked more friendship time developed with Lando because I think Lando was an excellent excellent character in that movie amazing um, well here's the thing they don't but they don't they don't even give any friendship the friendship isn't even there no like there's it. no friendship but in if, fact, you, if you watch it's a rivalry from so the now, get-go so now watch Empire with that lens and they feel like they aren't friends at all right so that's why it's like, I want more of a friendship yeah and I didn't want the ship to be given away so quickly Yes. I, it would have been neat to have one more solo movie before he gets the yeah, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and he just like, you know, in a whole, like at the end of the next movie or halfway through the next movie, he's yeah. like, I just got to have this ship. Yeah. You know, what? because you, you see that he loves his ship right away, which is great. And I love that he beats it to hell. Yeah. I think that's a, like, I, when we kept seeing the because ship. Because it's, it's so beautiful it's at the beginning. Prestige, it's and it's and like, oh, yeah, the, the centerpiece in it and everything like that. And you're and like, I, why the fuck does I it think have it's that a brilliant thing? move that they just beat the crap right out of this, this. I love beautiful this thing. ship and he still loves it. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, I yeah, it, it puts a good lens. Yeah, I, I think I, I think Empire is still my favorite, and I think that's because Empire has so many great movies in it, or great scenes in it. Oh, Empire is iconic. Hoth is so balls. It's just great. Hoth is so good, and I like it because is Rathacon the comparable to Empire? Because Rathacon's kind of it's it ends on a down down note. You you have a loss of life. Yeah, yeah. You have the loss of uh, of you have the spark of Genesis. Yeah. Um. No, I don't necessarily honestly think that they're comparable because I think it's a little bit different. I think what you're watching in Khan is a knife fight between two people. It's two captains locked. Captains just because he's in control of the reliant. But it is two people, an arch nemesis and a person fighting a knife fight, right? Mm-hmm. That just happens to be over space. And it's a battle of wits and it's a very very smart bad guy who's super smart and then the experienced cowboy who is flying by the seat of his pants he's lying and he's cheating and i think that's also why the whole shit about the kobayashi maru is a huge part of that because it It sets you up to understand captain kirk will cheat to win Mm -hmm. he will do anything he needs he's a bad man he's yeah he will do anything he needs to do and it's not so much a cheat 
how he... He bends the rules for his benefit. Yeah. But he raises, like, when he, you know, and that he also has, um, it has that, it's that great part where the whole thing of, like, the, in the nebula, it's like a classic submarine movie, kind of, almost, can where I, they can can't see... Can I ask you a question about, did you ever see, you probably have seen it, but did you see it before or after the episode with... Ricardo Montalban. Oh, I did you see it probably. After? I probably it, the Ricardo Montalban for the first time about two months ago. Yeah, the the, the space seed. Yes. Yeah. No, I probably saw space and it's seed weird. after. It's weird. Yeah. And it's kind of forgettable. It is. It is. It's fantastically forgettable. And really, that uh, boils. Is it Terry Gar who plays the? I girl? think it is. Uh, yeah. Now that, I didn't realize it at the time. Now that you said, it, I, I think, think it I is think Terry, maybe because she is, just was falling all over him. And... I can't remember if it. I no 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 Terry Gar. Terry Gar was in Operation Earth, so I'm wrong. But it is somebody famous. It's somebody re- rememberable. Um, I'll look that up in a minute. Um, but yeah, I, I. But it's funny because it's like they took this throwaway episode. That yeah. was, I mean, it was okay, but it was like they came up with an ethnicity. Uh huh. Just so they could have this kind of. But it's about what I like about space. Native American, almost. Well, but they're they're genetically modified. Sure. Okay. They're supermen who who start a war in 1996, a world war. So it's basically like they found they found Hitler. Like that's right. Khan is and 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 what's funny is like all the people on the on the Enterprise are kind of like this is really cool. We like oh wow. Yeah, but. All of a sudden, they realize, oh, this guy's fucking Hitler. And thank God Hitler falls in love with that chick. Uh, you know, and that's what happens. But, uh, but I think, yeah, no, I, it's, I think that's actually even one of the reasons why it works so much better. To me, to me, it will always be what Khan and Wrath of Khan is to me, is it is a classic duel of a good guy who's outmatched but finds a way to win. That's that's why I like Khan so much. Um, what I like so much about Empire is it's uh, it's a valiant effort, and I think people, human beings, love to hear valiant effort stories. Charge of the Light Brigade is a poem about a brigade of soldiers charging into oblivion. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a down note. People love it. People love epics where people give. You know, their last gasp. And I think Empire has this feeling of they're not evenly matched and they're hopelessly mismatched and yet they're going to continue to fight. And we're feeling that more in these new movies as well. Yes. You know, you're, the, the thing you're saying is making me think of a good thing to compare the two where both because we have one was started from a TV show, one was started from movies. But Star Trek, even in its movie form, still feels very self-contained per movie. Yes. I don't feel like very while there is carryover, it's not a much. I mean, it's no, not, it is not an epic tale. No, and every, it's not everything about Star Wars is one more section of the overarching of this great story. story. Which again is why I wonder what's going to happen after we. Right. But even with Solo and Rogue One, I still feel like they're fitting into compartments well, of a large story. Rogue One is just the two hours that you didn't see before, before the start which, of New Hope. You could show me the last ten minutes of Rogue One, and I'd be like, "All oh, this is, this is all I've ever wanted." This. <laughs> I do to Rogue One what I do to Avengers Endgame, which I will just flat out say, I wa- I have Avengers Endgame on my phone. I scrub 
to the moment Thanos' ship's beam comes down and destroys it, and I watch it from the end. So I watch the fight. The fight. The fight. It, I don't watch the, the heist. Is, I watch the fight. The, the, the time heist is a lot yeah. of fun, but it's not... But yes, Rogue One, sometimes I will watch the last ten minutes of just, just fucking Darth Vader wading through people I think all that battle is Rogue One gave us the great, one of the coolest villainy creations for the Star Wars universe and giving us Castle Vader. Yes. Castle Vader and then him floating in that back to tank is yeah. the creepiest addition to Star Wars. I mean, like, that is so it creepy. Feels, but what I love about, about that too is it feels like it's always been there. Yeah. It's you like, just it's didn't like, get to see it. We just didn't know it. it and they've incorporated it into the comics Yeah, and it's just creepy. It's, yeah. And it's, it's like, okay, finally he's getting his due. Yeah, we've probably talked for a very long time here. And no, no, we, we, we're okay. Uh, we're, we're doing I, I don't know if we're getting into any conclusion other than what we like about both franchises. Yeah. We, we need to, we've, we've turned to the point, though, Rob. We have to decide which is better, Star Wars or Star Trek. Okay, so what are our Or do we have to go to a fucking episode two of this? <laughs> uh, what are our parameters that we got to discuss here? Okay, so who has the better overall universe? I feel like... God, more has been explored in Star Trek. Yeah. More, more avenues, characters, sometimes not even connected. Yeah. I mean, we've there's a huge canon in Star Trek right now, and maybe and there that's is in Star Wars, but I think even timeline. Yes. You're talking. Yeah. We might only cut. Well, you could say that about Star Wars too, but. Uh, Star Wars mentions thousands of years ago, but it doesn't actually feel like, you know. Well, with the novels and that, they did the Old Republic. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you could, if you want to really argue that, yes, you could. That there have been Old Republic novels. You you even go back to, like, the early days of before the Jedi were even created. Those have been discussed, too. Um, But I feel like more corners of the universe were explored. Mm-hmm. In Star Trek versus where it's still we're sticking to the to the Jedi lineage, we're slowly touching Mandalorian. I don't know if we're really covering like oh this just happens to be Planet X in the middle of nowhere and we don't really care about these characters, but here's life on that planet at this yeah time. we've not really done that. Um, I think Star Wars, Star Wars is a lot more. This is going to sound funny because I kind of think this is not what they do, but it kind of feels this way. Star Wars is a lot more purposeful in giving you information. I oh, honestly, I think, I think it's because haphazard. it's all connected again. I yeah, because yeah, it's it, I mean, all even, even connected. The cartoons, there's an overarching story we're getting to. So it's like, and it feels like it's going through one voice versus many voices. Right. Where, like, where for Whereas, the time it was Lucas, but yes. now it's whoever is in charge of... Yeah, Abrams, yeah. So, yeah, with, with Star Trek, there's been a couple of different voices. The overall Ching idea of the universe is is very much Roddenberry, but then, like, Discovery has a totally different tone. The new movies with Abrams has a totally different tone. Um, so yeah, Star Wars Even has like a the more reboot, it's, yeah, Star, yeah. Star Wars has a much more concise universe. And I, oddly it, enough, and I, even though I there. think it's, it's I think what? it's a it's a little bit slapdash, but it's also concise, which is yeah, it know. is literally one story being told over many different formats. Is what yeah. I, feel. I feel like it's one giant story being told. 
where I feel like Star Trek is a universe with many stories. Star Wars is one story. Here's the other thing about Star Trek I want to point out real quick. It's very easy to insert yourself into Star Trek. Yeah. Without feeling like you have to marry Jane yourself. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. You don't have, like, if I were to insert myself into Star Wars, what would I be? TIE Fighter Pilot 2489? Would I be Biggs? Would I be, I'd be Porkins. Let's, let's be honest, I'd be Porkins. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's, it's you, you, the epicness is, I'm not a Skywalker. I'm I don't, I'm like, I either have to be a Jedi or I'm not as important. Even Whereas play, Star Trek. Or you're Han Solo and you're a pirate. Right, yeah. Whereas with Star Trek, it's like, oh, I, I can be, be me and yeah. be in this universe. And like, what do you, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a, you know, I, I like there's. I'm sure there's an episode where they'd be like, uh, well, we need to fix the ship's computer. Let's get the voice designer in again. Here. And oh, hey, look, it's me. Where it's like it is science fiction, where yeah. it is based in a reality that could conceivably happen. Where I don't feel like. I, I feel like religion is a big part of the Star Wars universe, and it's because yes. the Jedi is a religion. It and is. It's very much the difference between dispassionate uh, logic and reality. Logic we haven't even talked about, but obviously it's a huge thing in Star Trek. Sure. So oh, it's yeah, dispassionate absolutely. science and logic with Star Trek, religion with Star Wars. Who has the better aliens? Oh, Star Wars. Because Star Trek, because it's mostly television, have just been... humans with weird noses that is a joke but everyone accepts it so yeah I definitely think Star Wars has uh, different different enough and weird aliens Mm. General Grievous is something that I've always thought is like that's kind of funny I mean that's kind of a dope this twisted mangled thing but like when he does the multiple arms yeah (laughs) and he was trained by a a, a Uh, a Sith a Sith love it um I, I don't know. I there's something I, I think there's something that's uh, clicked in me and I hate this. I hate admitting it. But I think I'm ready to concede. And what I, what I, I'm gonna, here's why I'm gonna in all of our talking about it, we we talked about the epicness of the Star Wars story. And although Star Trek is aspirational to me, and I think that Star Trek would be a great thing to live in, in that world, but Star Wars because you can't insert yourself in, I'm not just the navigator on a ship. I'm a fucking knight, right? It, it is a it is truly a hero epic story. This is Beowulf. This is the Song of okay. Roland. Yeah. This is something that is a, a new cultural mythology and touchstone. I love Star Trek. But Star Wars transcends what it is and becomes something. Like, literally in 300 years, they will look at Star Wars the same way they look at epic poems of the Greeks. That's, that's actually it's a great, great way to look at it. Yeah. It, it. Again, where I see it as not always done well, but one cohesive story. Right. Here's the other thing, too. We might come to a point where we travel through space... We may come to a point where we align ourselves with other alien races we'll and form like and be more like Star Trek. And even in those times, we will look at the story of a farm boy who picks up a laser sword and goes off to free the universe, fighting his absentee yeah. father and the evil that he presents. 
that is still an epic story and it doesn't matter what the technology is and that is why I am conceding because uh, that's what it is it, it, it is I love Star Trek and I'll never not uh, love Star Trek I, but that's a greater that's a greater neither thing. of us are putting down either franchise because yeah. that was not but that's a, that is a greater better. story than just hey here's a really good system of government and some people who are government employees who are doing a good job and no question I love I love me some Star Trek in, in many episodes but yeah, Star Wars is just much more epic. Um, and George uh, Lucas... Are you looking forward to... Accidentally did it. Future things that we see coming out from Star Trek or Star Wars. So, okay, so the next uh, next season of Discovery is in the year... like It's like set farther in the future than anything has ever been. So it goes from before the next generation to... Or before the original series... Um, the Abrams use whatever you want to be too far after the time. I have Picard. no idea what's going on with them, to be honest. Because all I know is that we're getting the Picard show. Yes. Which which won't which I don't know what the hell that is all about either. But it's full of cameos. That's yeah, all it's I know. I think I think what Picard's show is going to be is unlike the old episodic Star Treks, where everyone is self-contained. And you, it's, here's an adventure. This is an overarching thing because what it is, much like Discovery ends up being, is here is one thing that leads to another, who leads to another, or whatever. But it's an overarching I think we're thing. That's the way TV shows are going from yeah. now on, like, like everything. Yeah. So, so I think Picard is Picard somehow has figured out something or come in contact, or because Picard is so special, he knows something, and he's been giving cart he's been given carte blanche to. To fix what's going on, I think that's what's going to happen, and I think it'll be really cool it to have a interesting tiny that, little know. ship and not necessarily Starfleet, and it'll give us a lot more gray. I think that'll be that fun. Trailer alone was like that. I, you yeah. don't even have to put anything out. I've I've built this story in my head. Thank you. I'm d- yeah, I'm done now. Thanks. Um, but Discovery Discovery's been interesting. Discovery the last season was uh, she. The, the, the main character, Michael Burnham, who's Spock's uh, foster sister, uh, thinks that Spock is at the be- at the center of this mystery of these Is this going by original things. timeline or Abrams? It's, it's early enough that yes. That, because there's there's actually things in Discovery that make hilar- that make the original Star Trek make sense. I like, heard about the, the technology... Yeah, like, oh, the, the Enterprise can't do all these weird things, so let's just have them be switches... And no holographs, just screens, and we're going to make everything look like the 60s. So, to me, that is pre-original series and not the Abrams Okay. But when we leap forward in time, um, what's going to happen? The the greatest... Same cast? New cast? No, no. Same cast. They, the ship, gets thrown into the future, and there's no coming back. They've been... they, They were attached to, like, a a tether and zung and thrown like, just like Voyager was flung right. across the universe they're flung through time into the future and the best part is, is they explain why Spock never talks about his his human foster sister is they basically do a Doctor Who where they're like we can never talk about them ever again and they need to be struck in from the record because the moment we talk about them the thing you in the future the that they've been the future, the thing in the future that was trying to find them, 
can zone in on them. So everything that you watch doesn't become part of the records so that the future... It's retcon in a way that doesn't change the past. Yes, it's, re- it's, it's retcon in the fact that there's no historical record, which is why you never heard of it. That's Spock brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Spock doesn't talk about his sister because he's the one who comes up with the idea of, I never will talk about my sister. Did they have an actor play Spock and say this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. he was he was he was he was fairly good, but he was bearded, and it was funny because it was also a very much uh, a Spock that. One of the things that I didn't understand is they didn't talk about the, the what does God need with Starship Brother? Yeah, which I would have liked. What does God? I'm sorry, I've got a question. What does God need with Starship? That's great. <laughs> the worst movie of them all, but it has the best line. Best fucking line. Well, and it also has Nichelle Nichols doing a weird, sexy dance. That's right, it does. Which is just weird. It's like, why is mom doing that? Okay, so, and we so, have not heard anything more about movies. As far as I know, no, I don't think... No, I think the... A- I, I don't... I think that's dead in the water. I don't think Chris Bryant's going to be uh, your Captain Kirk again. Uh, which is sad, but I think they're putting well, a lot read, of that production value the, into these TV the shows. The talk was is that they were going to bring in Helmsworth to be his father again. Yes. And there was going to be a time travel element in the fourth ep- fourth. Yeah, movie, but it all, I think all went to shit. Helmsworth's stock has gone up so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And then, okay, we have the next Star Wars movie comes out in December. We have Mandalorian comes out in November. Yes. Uh, we have an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, or television show. Right. Um, Where him and a bunch of his friends are high on heroin, right? That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> and they, they, they dig they through chase sheets. space train. Um, yeah. Was there another Star Wars show I'm forgetting? Rebel, no. The next season of Resistance. And you know what? Of all the cartoons, I didn't... I, I can't get into resistance. I didn't dislike. I watched it, dude. But resistance is made for kids. It is really for kids. At some point, there is no. At some point, no matter how into fandom you are, at some point you reach a point where you look at yourself in the mirror and say, "As a forty-four-year-old man, I can't get into this cartoon." I tried. Mm-hmm. Well, I I bought the whole season for a buck on Amazon. So it's oh, like, nice. It was. Yeah. They had a special sale. It was buy the whole season for a buck. I'm like, of course I'll buy it. Yeah. And I watch. There's 22 episodes I got for a buck, and it's that's okay. how good it was. You bought it. For- it <laughs> the characters were not. Yeah. Consequential They're- at all. They do have two episodes where you see things that happen in, in um, Rebels. No. no. Um. In the movie. In the movies yeah. where you see the planet. Explode. Explode, and his family's on it. And it's yeah. like, oh, finally, a reason for me to care. Yeah. And that's, it's not bad. It's just like you said, it's per, it's really for kids. If, yeah. Whereas in Rebels, is like, okay, we've got Darth Vader. We've got yeah. these Sith. Inquisitors. Inquisitors yeah. that are badass. You have people dying. We have ties to Clone Wars. You've got Ahsoka. Jedi or not Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. It. Coolest thing to me in, in Rebels is the blaster like saber that, that is a very cool I, I love that um i like the the kind of glitchy troopers that are yes and in rebels you learn that right away the troopers that replaced them were no longer clones yeah 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 and all... i didn't realize that like in yeah. season one i didn't put that together but then in season two they're like 
because you you see the troopers and right away and they're like yeah they replaced us long ago so the so the troopers that lucas replaced in yeah. episode two three and with the voiceover from the right, Australian. Right, yeah. Like, it's like, well, no, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think I think having them as clone... Yeah. Oh, I see. It's, yeah, I got what you're saying. Because he gave them the clone voice. Yes, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's dumb. I, I think, that, But I think it also works, too, because you need to have that for Finn in the... In the the new trilogy. Oh yeah, I don't. You I don't. Have, I, lo- I love the idea of a stormtrooper rebelling, washing out, and rebelling. And I, uh, I bet you know. Story. If you think about it in its own weird way, that stormtroopers are very similar to Jedi, where they're taking in their youth. Yeah. And they don't even. They're not. They're brainwashed. Their, their parents. Yeah. They are brainwashed. They yeah. are. Yeah, and, that's true. Okay, we've talked about everything. I. Uh, you win. That was the point. Yeah. I, see, I feel like I'm forgetting another Star Wars show, though. I. Who cares? Oh, I, I do have one for you. I, what? You didn't have a Star Trek Christmas special. But... <laughs> I changed my mind. I win. I nah, win. That would be... that would. But, Bones, we have to get you back to your planet for the Life, life Day. <laughs> <laughs> this is highly illogical, Captain. Miss Spock. You uh, do you remember the... the singing and... Do you remember the? There's an episode from uh, John Belushi was on Saturday Night Live after he left Saturday Night Live, oh. right? And he plays Kirk, and it's this hilarious scene where NBC cancels Star Trek, but it's the idea that Shatner is so Shatner is so into character that he like at one point they're like, what are what's on the screens? And it's like a it's a car filled with men in suits and when the men in suits finally get to the enterprise they start like ordering people to take all the props away (laughs) and and like it starts like a regular episode and what i love about it i don't think i've seen this belushi is 100 percent 100 percent spot on in the kirkness of it and they really establish for like a very long beat that this is a star trek episode and then the gag is it's no, canceled. it's not. It's <laughs> been canceled, and that's the greatest enemy that they've ever had to fight. So good. Um, yeah, look it up. Uh, my, Belushi, my favorite is Belushi when, Kirk. when Shatner hosted oh, Saturday Live yeah. and was in front of Get alive! <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, was, I was just being my character from episode. Yeah. <laughs> the, the evil Kirk. <laughs> oh, God, so good. Or how about the, uh, the this other Saturday Night Live sketches... When they turn the Enterprise into a rotating restaurant. Do you remember that one? I don't remember that. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> the Enterprise has been turned into a revolving restaurant in space. And so everybody is there, but they're just waiters. <laughs> it's... Uh, 80s? 80s uh, Line? Uh, yeah, I think that one was 80s okay. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I don't think like they did Piscopo that much. or... I don't know if it was Piscopo. I'd have to look that one up. Because that does not sound familiar at all to yeah. me. Oh, it's a good one. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I won. That's my time change, uh, mm-hmm. Jan. Uh, Rob wins again. So obviously I need to actually give a shit about what we're fighting about for once. If anybody out there has ideas for a debate, please send them in. Yeah, yeah. We still have an email address, don't we? Uh, uh, I'm right. He's right, Rob. No, uh, I'll post it. It's fine. It'll be in the comments or something. We're winging it here. 
or we just find us on our Facebook page and then you can do it that way. Or better yet, you know us. If you're listening to this, you clearly know us. Just email us. That'll be fine. <laughs> um, all right. Well, good job, Rob. You win again. Uh, at, at, oh, as always, the winner gets to say our classic closing catchphrase that we've done since episode one. Everyone knows it. Rob, send us out. You have been and always shall be my friend. Amazing <laughs> grace. <laughs>